exactly what the mac and taste like. Do you want to taste the mac and taste? My hand is broken and fractured from all the niggas I've been smacking to death. If it ain't moving, I can show make it budge. And the only time I let a bitch get under my skin is if I'm donating blood. I give sugar to the bitches that I subdue. If niggas is tripping, it's razor blade. I cut them every way but loose. I'm grooving with my hand up your wife. And if you mad, that's between you and your hoe, cause I'm too handsome to fight. Now at the crack of dun, I'm in my Cadillac on the back of dun. Trying to get my weed in a pack of buns. My bitch is chewing crack like a pack of gum while I'm stacking my crumbs up. From David Abernathy to Babylon. I appreciate the fact that like year of our, you know, sanctioned, censored, and, um, you know, inclusive Lord 2021. <laughs> I think you dropped pimp music. As you should. Fun. I don't give a shit. You know, I think it said, fuck the misogyny. And the, the Oh, you, you sensitive about some shit today? You'll be all right, baby. You'll be all right. Don't I think this, care. this is the power of the 70s. Because you can say a lot with some 70s shit in the background. As long as you got on a blouse and some, some bell bottoms, you can get away with some shit. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That shit. <laughs> Goddamn shirt sparkling. <laughs> it's bedazzled. Yeah, that's that's the that's the um, that's the way you beat fucking, uh, you know, getting canceled and shit. You just put some 70s shit behind it. You make it real player. player. Player beats all. Back when they could call themselves players, they had to switch it up. Like back then, you could be out and play a pimp. Then they had to change it to Mac a little bit because you know, it's now you just can't say anything. You just yeah. I mean, granted, like you know, pimping is this was a very like <laughs> not nice thing, but. I don't. I know that's like a hard thing for people because I feel like that's a conversation that sometimes you hear like rappers talk about. And I remember even Patrice said it like, and I feel like that was like a, a I guess a better way to describe it. But you know, like you say something that people don't like, and they kind of just go out of their way to miss the context. Like, of course, putting a hoe on the track, terrible. But understanding like the appeal of, nah, man, I would just like to have, you know a bit of sway like when i'm talking to women like i desire women i desire not to be a fucking you know loser out here and that's what this might represent clearly they went like way left but you know niggas be saying it like niggas just want to treat bitches like shit and it's like i don't know man i think when niggas talk about it they just talk about the appeal like hey i say something it's respected and validated that probably is the point should they have used pimps maybe not but whatever does it really matter to a degree because a lot of people really care about what you say to a degree, but more so how you say it. So could you be said pimp and say, you know, I'm gonna clean this up a bit for 2021. I'm, I'm, I'm not pimp. I'm not dropping my hoes off on the stroll. I'm, I'm escorting my employee to her work site for the day. Well, I think so. Now, in, in the world of sex workers and shit, I think you could definitely be like, and then you can really like put that on. Like, I'm not only am I, I'm. I have an I'm I'm a executive of my employees, mm-hmm, but also mm-hmm. I'm kind of in, in the security business because I keep them safe. Pretty that's, much, that's a big part of a pimp's job. Is like you know, that's what the P stands for, baby yeah. protection. Yeah, in case you was wondering, you know, there's there's rules and and regulations and and all types of things. 
it's it's you know it's some real we're a family <laughs> hi y'all <laughs> you know y'all y'all talk we talk about pimps right that's that's Pimper. that's the acronym for pimp protecting the investment of my pussy wow that was good i try that was good i do what i can yeah, protecting your investment. That, that that you know what? That's fucking that's that's all right. That was that would <laughs> Come on man, I'm un unscrunch your face, man. <laughs> that wasn't that it wasn't that bad. Come on, come on, man. Just relax. You it's just just a little wordplay. Just a little you tuned in. You yeah. know what you're listening to. You know how the first five to ten minutes go. And we don't even do it on purpose. That's just kinda how it happens because it's entertaining to a degree. Hi everybody. Welcome to starting your week off. This is the last week of the month. You got May coming up. Next time you see us, it's going to be May. It's going to be Drinko de Mayo coming up. And y'all, <laughs> y'all going to lose y'all goddamn mind. But welcome to the last week, the last Monday episode of the month. Hope you really got your week started off nice. You should be home by now or at least getting to it. Get you a nice glass of wine. Turn this on and just let your eardrum. We started it off so nicely. Your eardrums got all nice and, you know, you, they got scintillated a little bit. It's, it's talking real nice in your ear, baby. We're just getting you ready for the evening. You know, this is how we started it off for today. I like being the wine pod. I feel, I feel like I feel really adult with that. The, like, wine, you know, the wine pot? Yeah, I feel like some people, like, you know, you want to be the motherfucking, like, get turned and listen. But, like, no, nah, man, you sitting, you sipping, you're at the house, you in your comfortable chair, you in your, like, lounge clothes, you throw off that work shit, you don't give a fuck about that report. And you want to listen to us, and you just want to sit and go, like, you know what? That's motherfucking right. <laughs> like, that's what I want. I don't need all the fuck, like, to get the fans. Just, that's, you know what, nigga? You know that you, you know what? That makes sense. You know, that makes not, shh, that makes a motherfucking sense what they said. That right there, that's, mmm. That's yeah wine wisdom. Yeah. You got that wine wisdom. Mm-hmm. Not, for those of you that don't know, that's growth. Because I remember when we first had this podcast conversation many moons ago. Oh yeah, I wanted like you know just ass naked <laughs> in the streets. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the names that we threw out, and I remember it was Hennycon. Yeah, I remember Ooh. when you were like Hennycon might be a thing. Yeah. That's that before been, we had Duce Palooza and all that. And they did like, fuck, man, that would have been a hard. As I feel now, that would have just been hard energy to fucking maintain. <laughs> this shit, this, this going to be anime, comic books, and, and cognac niggerdom. <laughs> this would have been like a every two weeks pod because I would have had to build up because you had to come in and like, that's right, nigga. It had to been like anime outfits, but in Hennessy. Like it would have been cool. It would have just been like, oh, I'm gonna die if I try to do this twice, twice a week. Right? Oh fuck no. That is growth, people. Sometimes the ideas that you have in your mind they don't work out for a reason. Yeah. For your own betterment, especially because neither one of us are a hundred percent the same individual we were when we had these conversations six years ago. I couldn't imagine being like, you know, like, yeah, that's right, baby. Give me my motherfucking shuriken. Pour me another <laughs> shot. Have you guys ever been depressed? <laughs> I was working with somebody yesterday. I wasn't like this. I wasn't like this. I was. I wasn't like this. But let me tell you, I could have probably swung that, but that would have just been exhausting. <laughs> I was drinking, yeah, but I wasn't doing therapy. Look at her. She had, look at her up here up front. She look at you, huh? Yeah, it'd have been like like Martin. I run tell that, and I'm I'm trying to like sprinkle in something of substance. 
Actually, I remember like there was like episode, a couple episodes that you was like, I, I was that guy like when this first first started. It was like there's an episode out there, and I it's, it's if you got to go way back in the SoundClouds though, and it's one of our like longest episodes. I'm so drunk because, and I think I've told this story, but like we did like a, we did like two hours, and then it fucking like botched the whole episode. I had to do two more hours, and fucking in my brain was like, you got to stay as drunk as you were. But I just kept getting drunker. I was way more. It was niggas was like, so when you talking about relationships, did that motherfucker do the alley oop like that? Did y'all see that shit? Fuck the fuck the hoes. Fuck what they was talking. That was me. Yeah, yeah. You're probably. I, laugh, I recall though. being one of the the only sober people at the time. He had like two sips, bro. I had like <laughs> I had. I had a high tolerance. <laughs> my my muscles were saturated. They were definitely, I was a lot more swole than I was now, so my mm-hmm. body was soaking up everything. So the little bit of liquor that I did had, it didn't do anything to me. But they, we went on a liquor run Yeah. after we realized we fucked up the first episode, and nothing that we said was going to be picked up properly, and we had to do it all over again. I could have outdrank Thor Bjornsson at that time. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> like, it was, what you fucking, what you the mountain, bitch? I'm right. <laughs> mountain of this fucking yak, nigga. Like, what you gonna do, yeah. man? Yeah, that was a time. Shout out to growth. Right? Shout out to growth and maturity. It's definitely what's necessary because, you know, like I said, sometimes the ideas that you have in your mind, they don't work out for your betterment. Sometimes you promise that you are going to do something and it just doesn't work out how it should. And, you know, we can bring that up when it comes to, to, to Brother Umar. He had some things that he had on his mind today in regards to not getting things that he was told he was supposed to be getting. Now, see, there's growth and maturity. And also, I feel like there is also things where mm, I don't want to stunt anybody's like ability to talk. And also, I, I, I take into account that there also are people listening. Once again, like we always say, there are people listening to find the fuck up or find or whatever. But sometimes maybe it's like, I cut this motherfucker mic off real quick. Cause like he was like on literally 10 out of 10 combos left and right for like a good section. And then it just kind of jumped off into like, and I can't say that it jumped off completely just into just bullshit land, but it just became something that is like, I get it, but you just can't substantiate this. Like when they jumped off into like Brett Favre and then it turned into something that was just like, this is a racist thing. But Oh, it, it talked about, um, Oh boy, the quarterback from um, Houston. And granted, I don't necessarily disagree, but it was just something that you can't fully substantiate just yet. And, you know, those things kind of muddy the waters because if you start going like, this is 100% absolute racism that this man, I'm like, while I kind of still agree, we just don't got nothing to substantiate these claims. This shit over here, though, about the deaths and the fucking, and, you know, that shit is like that shit is plain as day. It's like you know what? It ain't taken away from all these groups that have gotten like they just do off top. Good for them. We're not coming at them, but the idea that hey man, you know what I realized? <laughs> it's been this motherfucker here, the motherfucker before him, and unfortunately everybody's favorite, the motherfucker before him that just was like, you know, we can't do anything for anybody specific. And we was all out here going, you know what? He's doing his best. He can't just look out for us. But sure enough. The motherfucker can kind of can look out for us, like just a little fucking bit, like something you know. Motherfuckers got a little heat. Now everybody's ex- experienced discrimination, of course, but motherfuckers got a little extra heat because of old Agent Orange, and it was like stop that shit at immediately. Right. I don't know that it's been like 
I don't even know if you can go, you know, two months without a black person dying in this, like, death, not fucking talked about, not beat up, not hit dead in the streets. And it's just like, you know, we have to figure out a way. Bitch, what? You being generous saying go two days. I don't, and within the last two months alone, I don't think we've gone one day. Literally. That's a bar. Within the first hundred days of said presidency, we've had, he named five high profile ones, but it's been some type of assault or something every day, damn near. They get a little heat put on them, not to discriminate, not to hate on y'all struggle because it is relevant, it is real. But they get a little heat put on you for a couple months and we got a billboard outside in the front saying stop Asian hate. And this is not an Asian community, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, it you know, but also, um, because I actually got a DM that was like, I can't wait to hear your guys fucking take on this. I'm like, well, you know, it's it's going to be what it is. I mean, this um, it, it has not changed. But he did say this, and I, you know, because I'm not a fan of, and we've discussed this class from, you know, we, 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 we aren't that many episodes outside of, you know, that fucking boy, man. <laughs> like, rest in peace to the guy DMX, but y'all got to, we have to stop him. He's just, I feel like he's, you know what? I'm going to just try to retract from how I talked earlier about the young man. He's young enough, I feel like, for us to save, but, but boy, if we don't, hang on. If if we don't get a hold on this nigga, bro, because I I can't do no more songs, okay? I don't want no more remixes. I don't. I'ma stop. Do stop. Stop. Alright, I'm gonna come back now. Fucking stop it, please. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. He brought it back to us, which I think is is true. You cannot be out here trying to empathize and rationalize and fucking harmonize and electric slide eyes with motherfuckers who just don't give a fuck. Like you, you're, you're, you're using tools that don't fucking apply. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, it just doesn't make sense. Now what made sense. And this is what people like, I feel like it's not to call for, you know, just fucking mayhem in the streets, but for the, for the first time in a long fucking time, niggas introduced consequences. Like, even to put, you know, go Martin Luther King with the shit. Like, it wasn't, it's non-violence. Like, nah, man, okay, he wasn't just busting in homes and hitting niggas in the head with motherfucking hammers, which he would have been justified to do, I'm not going to lie to you. But he introduced consequences, bro. It's like, if y'all do this, we're going to do this. It's going to fucking affect you. Niggas be sitting up here thinking if we sing and dance, you know what white folks do, nigga? Like, are the people that are in I'm going to cut this bitch the fuck off. I'm going to unfollow. Like, I'm going to just swipe. Like, swipe left the way y'all be doing on them fuck apps. Like, you just, yeah, I don't give a shit about what you niggas is singing about. Go get a job, you bum. And that's all y'all be doing. But when them niggas say, yo, bro, you, y'all gonna take this shit to court, and that's, and, and you're gonna, we're gonna, we gonna tear this motherfucker up. And I think we get caught up in, cause Charlamagne said it on, on the episode, he's like, I don't want people to get caught up in getting Derek Chauvin off the hook and not, you know, you know, making sure that he's held accountable. But it's like, man, that's, you trying to cover spaces in their brains. Like, I don't give a fuck if y'all think he's innocent or not. Um, 
what I want you to do is lock the motherfucker up. And so if I need to not convince you, but let you know if you don't do the right thing, I'm going to knock this all this shit over, then fuck it. You can believe he's a right person all you want. Lock the motherfucker up. And I think niggas have to get, people have to get into the idea that, nigga, we need to do what works. So I'll knock your motherfucking ass out, Karen, for walking up and spitting on me. I'm going to throw you into the fucking... She could have stomped that bitch, too, to be <laughs> honest. Like, don't just shove, nigga. <laughs> don't pull no camera out on me, bro. Like, let's rock these niggas. Don't pull no camera. You're going to beat these niggas up and let's go. But, yeah, I just feel like we have to change our <laughs> tactics on this. So what is our tactic? And will it will it get recognized? Because I think that everything that we do and have done throughout our history here it gets demonized or it gets used for somebody else's agenda and then nothing happens because we spent from summer of last year up until this year bringing attention to certain things for us and it actually has escalated Mm -hmm. since Biden has got an office and nothing has changed. The Asian community, they then brought forth, you know, their... Most recent situations, we got billboards, we got laws put in place and policies and things of that nature to help support them. Mind you, nobody's paying attention to the street vendors, the Latino street vendors. They still have some of them out there getting mistreated. Nobody said anything about them at all. True. Nobody's talking about all the other multicultural situations that are going on all around the world. We have those members of those communities here that are advocating for some sort of just attention. Just talk about what's going on in my home country on TV. That's all I want. Just bring some attention to us so we can get some help. That's not helping at all. Nothing is getting changed. We're making the most noise and we're getting the less, the least. I think that comes as changing our, t- our tactics. Our tactics are always make noise, and we're gonna make it uncomfortable. They're gonna they're gonna be bothered. But Nigga, what's I- what's the tactic? We've we've tried throughout all points in history history of the colonizers' existence in this country. I don't want to say since our existence here because we were here before them, and we right. We we don't even get to recognize that point. Like no, we were here before. Like a lot of us came over here in that aspect, but we were already present. You guys just erased that out of the history books altogether to the point where we don't even look and we got Google at our fingertips. That's a whole another situation. But from the existence of you coming here to decide that you discovered some shit, hmm. we've tried every single tactic that you can think of, with the exception of. Knock all this motherfucking shit over. We've done that. I think we don't stand on it, though. We don't stick to it long. Yeah. I think that's part of our issue is like. I got meat in my teeth. Um, <laughs> I think with us, it's like, you know, you f- you you square up like you're gonna punch just so somebody can back up off you, but that don't mean they're not thinking about beating your ass. They don't they don't stop. You just do. We do a lot of this. Like you better pump you, fake. Yeah, we do a whole lot of pump faking, and it's and I think you know, like we've said, I've, I know we've said this before, and it's fear that like if you just full swing and knock this motherfucker, hit this motherfucker, they're gonna hit you back harder. As opposed to going, I'm in a fight for real. Like I'm, up, I'm doing up here all this shaking and jumping and hoping they're not, they're not stopping the progression towards me. They, they're a little cautious because they're still, they're scared too. But they're like, oh, this motherfucker not finna swing. Hit this motherfucker and keep hitting this motherfucker. And be like, yo, every time you come over here, I'm a fuck you <clears> up. <throat> That's what gets a bully up off you. We don't want to do the part where you. It's like we like the motherfucker in the movies where you hit him once and you think it's done and you be sitting there like, 
Yo, that took the motherfucker 12 seconds to realize that you hit them. If you kept hitting him, this fight would be over. You would have such a better life in high school. We the motherfucker be like. <laughs> but that, that, that tactic of the pump fake, we got that from them. Yeah. I'm using this tactic to deflect from the fact that I'm really afraid and I really don't want you to come any closer to me. Mm -hmm. I feel threatened and I'm trying to show you that I'm not going, I'm standing my ground, all that shit. That comes from them. So why do you think that's going to work on them? Why do we continue to do that? It has not worked at any given time throughout history during the multiple times we've tried it. I mean, I think, you know, that's super mental healthy. Um, That's our problem, period, is that, you know, that's an inner problem. You would have to start, you know, just looking into, all right, man, we've been doing this a lot of shit the same fucking way. Why do I keep doing this shit this way? Why do I never try to adjust? And it's like you realize, like, you know, we, we, we gloss it over with that's not the good way. It's not the, it's not the best way. Turn the other cheek because Jesus would have so on and so forth. Um, We don't need to stoop down to that level. Instead of just kind of sitting back thinking, like, you're not, like, you're not stooping down. You're defending yourself. You're fighting for your rights you're fighting for your people and you're the reasons that you're really not doing it is because you are scared and admitting you're scared like last week like admitting you're insecure doesn't mean that you all of a sudden turn into fucking superman but you go all right i'm scared now i can at least address this fear i know that it is fear of what they're gonna do back to me so now i gotta sort some shit out like i'm scared that you know you pop back and it's fucking warm pandemonium in the streets and it's like okay but do you have a better choice of a better chance of shit going better doing that and this is not necessarily just saying fucking burn it all down but it's like a white man push you around in your fucking um while you walking down the street beat him the fuck up if he put his hands on you because now these motherfuckers recognize you got to meet motherfuckers where they at these niggas recognize oh shit i can get really hurt that's scary to me you talking and like trying to make me look like a bad person i don't care because the motherfuckers i care about are gonna go you know you were good you know, Aaron, that was perfectly fine. Those fucking blacks. So that fucking with my spirit and my morality is not a thing. Even this, the even this change of the shit with with the Chauvin case, that's not because motherfuckers thought it was good. That's not because motherfuckers thought that like, you know, we have to do the right thing. That's because they remember these motherfuckers got cracking in a way that we have not seen in a while. That's what got this shit done. And people are trying to, you know, we don't need to do that. Yes, you do. You need to always have it in your back pocket. Like, look, I'm. This that we can get to it. Now you want to talk about it, cool. But that the the getting somebody to talk about that's what America does. That's why motherfuckers be like you want to be diplomatic because if you don't, we'll blow this motherfucker up. That's the move. We're the only ones that don't want to use that move because you know one manipulation and fear and shit. But also, I feel like we're people that are birthed out of love, which is great. But your best trait is also your worst trait. You know, you can kind of learn to go all right i love me and i love mine and i'd love for us to be safe so out of that love i'm gonna fuck you up if you keep fucking with us i don't I don't know if i 100 percent agree with that because if you look throughout if you look at our people throughout histories especially in other countries and in the motherland <laughs> wasn't no pump faking it wasn't even like flat out violence like we're not attacking you we're not fighting you but if I need to, I'm going to get it done real mm-hmm. quiet like, and then I'm going to go back to what I was doing and I'm going to mind my business. We're not instilling any of that. We're fighting, but our fighting is screaming at you to make, like we're kids. Yeah. I'm hungry and we're, I'm going to yell and scream until you feed me. We tantrum. <sighs> kind of. 
And also, I was having a conversation about this earlier today. I don't think we also we realize how much like this seeps into us at every level that we are so um I don't know, hyper focused on not pissing them off and shit. Like I I even think like niggas won't like buy, and it's it's insecurities and fears. Like the same conversation niggas won't buy black or whatever because you are not trying to do the work of understanding that you came from a fucking land of or of space of I didn't have, so now I need this Dior T-shirt that's made out of the same fucking materials, but it costs three thousand dollars or whatever. So you niggas can know that you know I'm balling like that. <clears throat> like on every level, our shit we interact in spaces of lack and don't really understand how those things, you know, they expose themselves. Yeah, I don't. There's so many. I, <laughs> I always fight back, like, the angry part of me that just, I, I don't give a shit about other folk. Like, if you don't hate us or whatever systems are in place, I don't really care because I know that we have the capacity to get through it and get by it. I just want to, like, I want to shake us. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't realize how much, like... I can't even use that analogy. But when it comes to certain situations, you got money on the table. We leave a lot of money on the table because we're not paying attention to every asset that's available. True. Not all the money on the table comes in the form of chips. You got some watches. You got some property. You got some opportunities. You got all these things are sitting on the table, and all you got to do is reach out and grab it. But we think our fighting is getting you to change these systems that have been in place for hundreds of years to treat us a certain way. We want that to change. And we're going to keep telling you that we're upset about this not changing until you change it. You're leaving all this money on the table because you're only focused on the chips. Fuck the chips. But I think that's because we feel like our, you know, comeuppance, our freedom, our everything has to come from them. Like we do not have the ability to, you know free or liberate ourselves like we got to get it through them we have to change their minds as opposed to fuck them and not even fuck them like go and like you know do small shit just leave that shit alone i don't need y'all like here's where i disagree because especially in today's society within the last handful of years everybody wants to be a business owner Mm -hmm. everybody wants to be an investor Everybody wants to be able to be an expert and have some sort of master class for you to pay for this sort of information and technique that they figured out to get more material bullshit to appease to you, to get more people to bring you more money. We know how to do it ourselves, but we don't apply it in the right ways. Like we'll apply it for our own personal gain. Oh, yeah. But we don't apply it for the gain of the community. And we complain when the community gets disrespected, but then we take an individualistic approach when it comes to our betterment. Well, we don't. I I, I feel like we have a lot of, you know, cool taglines and cool rhetoric for this is for us. This is the all. This is, you know, we down with the people, with the people. Oh, that brought me back to that sidebar. Same thing about like conditioning and shit like that. I do feel like one just starting this out. Big props come up into, you know, the good brother. Daniel Kaluuya, because, you know, he won his Oscar. Right. And I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the acting. But I do kind of lean a little bit towards, I uh, follow um, Artemis Gordon on Instagram. And he'd be having cool little little gems about, like, the entertainment industry. And he made a good point. And he was like, you know, no diss. Maybe he did say this. He was kind of firing off the hip. But movies like that 
while they have great actors and they have great, you know, it is history. Our history is only those stories where you can see Fred Hampton really be like as as revolutionary as with the shits as you can. And in the end, he dies. Right. The person, whether he killed himself later on, the person who got to live his life, it was the nigga who got in line and subconsciously that does a thing. And I think that contributes also to how we get down out here is because, like, there is no movie where it's like, it's just Django. Like, I blew you, mother... And that was only because during slavery time, it's so... You motherfuckers like to pretend like it was, like, a million years ago and you can completely separate yourself from that. And now you can just go, yeah, you know, he killed all the slaves, whoop doop doop whoop cool, that's not us. But very rare is it are, is their media... Um, or movies or, or content or shit like that where it's just like, these motherfuckers are wrong. We come in and bust their motherfucking ass. That's it. There is no, if I wasn't, you know, even when they deserve, like, you deserve to die, but I'm such a woman. I don't want that on my conscience. Bitch, slaughter that nigga. Because on the other side, I don't ever see John McClane giving a motherfucker a break. Terminator don't give nobody a break. Predator don't be giving nobody a break. Whoever the fuck else, the white people and every other other group gets their comeuppance and it's justified it's these motherfuckers did you wrong always in our stories it's like and i think that's like a subconscious thing to kind of dig in like don't ever really raise your hand like you know keep it like you can ball your fist up a little bit you know make it look good but eventually you're gonna put that shit back in your pocket i think it depends on how we interpret these stories because so-and-so being a certain particular way for the movement and then getting killed that doesn't have to be interpreted in your mind as let me be docile because I don't want to end up like that. It can also be that shit pisses me the fuck off and, mm-hmm. and we need to make sure that that doesn't happen the next time around. We need to do that same thing again because it was working. But this time we can do this, this, this and this differently because that's what he did and it didn't work out. Shout out to to, to Questlove. I saw that he's putting out a movie. Um, I think this month by the end, by the end of the week or mm-hmm. something along the lines, but it's highlighting a really big celebration that went on the same summer of Woodstock. They said, "Have never heard about it. You've never seen any footage of it." But there was a really big concert with a lot of black artists and black performers and black people in New York. Mm-hmm. They never gave it any airtime or anything like that because they were publicizing Woodstock. Like for the first time, I'm putting out a movie documentary to show this celebration. Large amounts of black people, lots of blame, lots of bands and everybody popular from that time. And you get to see, no, we were gathering, doing things together, but you also get to see based on some clips that I saw how the police came through and fucked it up. Mm-hmm. At some point, they came through there and they started doing what police traditionally have done in large amounts of black people and treated it like shit. But you need to see that to see, yo, that was completely uncalled for. Yeah. That's something that we, we need to do this part again. But this is the aspect of it that we need to change or we need to prepare for. It's a person at the door. I agree with that. I also think there's there's something about... um how do I say? How do I say? Like the red, the what? Oh shit! What's going on, brother? Like the rhetoric that I guess that we use, because you know sometimes like we be talking about, um, I don't know, man. Insert black people issue. And I was listening. To, uh, what's her name? Like Angela Rye. She was like she was giving them the business on motherfucking um on um whatever fucking political show she was on. But it's always like shit. Like you know we need to have. These conversations, and I'm not taking, I'm not taking a knock at her. She was giving them niggas the biz, but in general, when it comes to issues about like police reform, it's like these are conversations we need to have. And I'm like, conversations we need to have 
always seems like though that wording leaves it at step one. And it's like, bitch, we need to be at level eight. We need to fire motherfuckers, change shit, get this, whatever. And I don't be liking when they the way they like frame it like this is just things we need to talk about, we need to discuss. Bitch, we needed to discuss that shit twenty years ago. Right now, you niggas need to go. You need to go to jail. Fuck talking about it. We need to do about it. 20 years ago is an understatement. Yeah. But uh, here's even when, in that regard, and, like, just to let you know, like, you don't have to be shy. I already cut your mic on. Yeah, you can speak. Yeah. Whenever, whenever. Oh, okay. I'm just, just letting you know because like, you ain't got to kick back and you, know, you want to jump in, say something. Um, but uh, to the police reform. We gotta have these conversations and how these things need to change. This, that, and the other. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's that's cool, but policing ourselves first. Hey, yo, as a black police officer, sir, what are you doing to stand up for the people that you work with? Because we don't challenge them enough, in my opinion. When it comes to holding ourselves accountable, that's the first thing that we should be doing: recognizing the history of what has happened and hold ourselves accountable. I don't care about everybody else. What are we doing for us? You wanted to be an officer. Congratulations, you got the goal that you were looking for. But what are you doing to put your job on the line and say, yo, we're not doing that? Because all of these instances, well, not all, but most of these instances, there's been somewhat of an officer of color in the vicinity of what has happened, and they have done absolutely nothing to intervene. I feel like some of them is like asking for it. I mean, I obviously, you know, sure, there's some good apples out there somewhere, whatever, like they say, but. I don't know if I'm in the business of looking for a black cop to, like, do some really good things. Because I feel like them niggas choose sides. I feel like, you know, them niggas be like, um, this is, if it's not just jumping on that blue line shit, you know, niggas choose up. It's like, this is how I feed my family. This is how I do this. Like, the fear of being ostracized and have, having to maybe, you know, throw this fucking uniform out. Because that seems like what the what the line in, line in the sand is. Because them niggas be like, cops first. And, you know, it's like, people are dead, bro. Like, they are some of the only fucking groups that's like, you know, you look at, like, you know, I know I've said this analogy before, but, like, you look at firemen, right? Firemen's job, essentially on paper, is I fight fires. But them niggas started doing their job and realized, you know what, there's a lot of motherfuckers out here that's, like, bloody and shit. Maybe we should learn how to patch the motherfuckers up, because that's part of the job. Cops is, like, the only motherfuckers who was, like, you know, we out here fighting crime and killing shit, but you know what, it seems like every time we show up, we should probably, like, we have to, like, you know, do some conflict resolution. I'm probably not going to build those skills, though. It seems like every time I'm pulling up, this niggas with anxiety and shit and depression, and this motherfucker got fired, then he found out his wife was cheating, and now he's having a mental breakdown. Damn, it'd be crazy if I knew, like, some mild mental health tactics, but instead, I'm going to go ahead and grab his gun, because I'm... It'd be crazy if I'm somebody that's never even paid attention to this community at all, and now I'm working in this community every single day when I come to work and I don't know these people and don't yeah. identify with them. It would be crazy for me to actually, like, I don't know, learn some history about the people in this area. Like, I like I remember I've heard that rhetoric from, like, people in various levels of law enforcement. Like, you know, you might work in Compton. You know, you get up at 4 a.m. to get to your job because you live in... Um, Sir, you, you were born in Rancho Palos Verdes. Yeah. You, you lived li- there you, entire life and then you became a cop. Because your daddy was a cop and his daddy was a cop. So, mind you, you have three generations of living relatively well off because they get paid decent. And then you get assigned to work as a Compton cop. I think that shit's dangerous. Super dangerous. But nobody decided to say, hey. Because, yeah, motherfuckers love Let's it. not put you over there. Yeah, we, quote, unquote, we need people in this area because there's high amounts of crime. 
but like maybe you shouldn't be one of the people to go over there. Yeah, because it just it's just like you can't go no. I'm like, and I understand the idea that like, but also you motherfuckers are not like busting bank robbers every other day. Like they're gonna know where the fuck you stay at. Sometimes, man, that's good because it's a it's a little easier. Fuck it, I'm gonna continuously use this because. We did work. We helped people. It was a whole lot easier when it was like, yo, I'm finna fucking, yo, I'm just letting you guys know next shift, I'm gonna tear this motherfucker up. It's a lot easier for me to go, hey, um, Rodney, don't do that shit. Like, if I pull up and I see this nigga, I'm like, hey, man, stop the car. So, hey, what what the fuck is you doing? What is you doing? I'm not cop no more. I'm Big T from up the street who happens to be a cop as opposed to, where do you think you're going there, pal? I sound scared. Right. Shit, how many I, I don't I don't even, I can't even put a number on how many times walked in on a hostile situation. That's another thing Umar talked about. Like where's fucking cafeteria workers, janitors, teachers, whatever, fucking laying down uh division one recruits who are fucking about to lose it because nigga, you don't need to get shot or go to jail. You need your motherfucking ass whooped for the day because you're fifteen and you fucking lost it. Cool. Why the fuck? It's a scary job. It's a like even um the most recent death, the girl with the knife. I don't understand how many people are like, yo, she had a knife. I don't give a fuck. Beat her up, nigga. Why are you not Chuck Liddell? Why the fuck is every cop not fucking uh, Rampage Jackson? Not even that. But hearing more context about her story, she's a kid in foster care. Yeah. Which makes me think like you're you have. Cr- chosen a career of like taking in kids no nah, as foster, foster parents mom, foster mom's trash exactly no, foster mom big fucking trash because we've worked with foster kids and kids that have gone through these situations on a daily basis and not ever have i had to worry about you ain't gonna even get to the knife to stab nobody not because i'm gonna lay you down but i'm gonna make sure i'm on your i can tell when some shit's going on you're not even about to get to that point at no no point in your history and time of being an, an adoptive parent did you have to learn de-escalation tactics for it to not even get that bad? I'm going to jump out the window on a hot take a little bit. As much as, you know, I appreciate people out there who are like, we're going to take in these kids. A lot of you motherfuckers doing that shit for a check. Y'all check. Yeah, y'all up here like, check oh, shit, this is a, fu- a good a good fund of income. I'm going to get this kid a couple whatever groceries, but you're not really facilitating a good home. Trying to paint her out like she was a, she was this, that, or third. Uh, clearly, if you're in a foster care, you, for a variety of reasons, you may or may not be like a super troubled youth. You've got trauma. You're not at home. So, motherfucker, do your job because your job is to sit and facilitate a good environment for this child. And I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not condemning a 15 year old for doing wild 15 year old shit. Like, she I'm, had a whole grown up trying to beat her ass. I cut you, bitch. I'm not, not even that. A 15 year old that has gone through some trauma because you're in a foster home. You are adopted. That means you've been through some shit. That means you are not functioning like the average kid your age because you've been through more. I should be understanding of that. Now, that's a mental health take, and that's just dealing with the parent. We're not even talking about the officers that are supposed to be trained to respond to these situations and also de-escalate. I posted a clip on my page today of a lady that works in a Dollar Tree. She works at a Dollar Tree. Somebody with a mental health issue came in there having a moment, and all she did was walk up to the lady, give um, some understanding, and give her a hug, and she was able to calm down. The- a lady that, that she makes 5% of what an officer makes knows how to just show some love and de-escalate a situation calmly, but you motherfuckers show it's- up and somebody die? A 15-year-old with a butcher knife is scary enough for a trained officer with a gun to pull his gun out. 
Dog, it's a motherfucking uh, barista who is involved in an acoustic cover band that goes to MMA class every night that could disarm somebody with a knife. Like, Easy. what? What the fuck? Like, I don't even understand. I just be like, can we just call niggas racist and cut all these fucking, like, giant ass? Um, I'm tired of you niggas writing, like, the seven-page memos. It is crazy that in 2020, call, let that motherfucker be a racist. Write them off in your racist person book. I know where to put you at on the fucking docket of my life. Fuck off if I see you in the streets. What's happening? And then that's it. Like, I just feel like we do a lot of back and forth with motherfuckers who are, if, I'm, if, if I go outside and the fucking sky is blue and a nigga tell me that shit is, is, is a tire, then I'm not fucking with you. Like, I don't have nothing to talk to you about. If we call them out on their bullshit, that means we have to be accountable for actually doing something. We don't like to do anything until after something has happened. We're very reactionary, but we're not proactive because everybody in these areas, you have the same, when it comes to police officers, you have the same officers that are working the same beat, the same times on a regular basis, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a pretty good understanding of what officers are working on what days, who may be new and who's not new especially within the incident of the little girl because you're a foster parent. I'm sure you've called the police before. It just comes with the territory. When you get a new adoptive kid in, they're going to be going through some shit. It's a new adjustment situation for them. There's going to be some tumultuous behaviors. You're going to have to call law enforcement. So you know who's working and who's not. That means you also know who might be a racist piece of shit and who's not. And you're not calling them out on it. You're just like, "Mm, I'm going to avoid officer so-and-so. You know he a little... "Mm." No, hey, yo, chief, this, he got to go. We have the power to do that. But no, I'm going to march and I'm going to scream. And I'm going to wait for that to happen. The one thing that pissed me off with the, with the dude in the military in South Carolina, all those people instantly, mm-hmm. the next day, we're going to gather in front of your house all week and make it super uncomfortable for you. Even though the motherfucker left and y'all were still outside his house screaming like he's in there, like a bunch of fucking imbeciles. But we're gonna do this on a moment's notice. We putting his we putting his address out there. Show up to pull up to the house. We gonna make it real uncomfortable for him. This is that's great. We're addressing the the actual problem. But you don't you don't do that with the officers though. You did it with this civilian. But you don't do that with the officers. You know where the officers stay at. Mm-hmm. You know what neighborhood the officers tend to move to. You know where they're taking their money to. You know who's an off-duty and who's an on-duty. You know who's patrolling. Those. Like, call them out. Oh, hey, officer so-and-so, I see you ain't arresting no black people today, huh? Enjoy your day. Call them out. Keep that same energy before shit happens, not afterwards. That's part of the approach that I think we can do better, being proactive, not reactive. I definitely think we should be, like, a thousand times proactive as opposed to reactive i was wondering like what is y'all step four fuck step two because it's like shit happens now what do we do because i just feel like we've been doing the same shit over and over just fucking yelling at the void and i'm just like man i don't give a fuck what you niggas do just please do something different i don't even want to scream at the void like i said i i hold us accountable more than i hold any of these systems or these people accountable Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to anybody else to change something for me when I can change myself. Yeah, I want us. I want us to just have shit that's just, you know, got solutions to it, not just swinging and swinging at the air. I don't know, man, putting fucking information on the like, fucking uh, Confederate soldier 2022 said some racist shit. You don't say. <laughs> you fucking blew my mind on that, didn't he? Wasn't expecting that one, you wasn't expect that nigga said he got all the American flags and emojis in his fucking bio. You was just like, he's the racist. Damn, nigga, that's crazy. 
I'm surprised you figured that, that out. Yeah, y'all wow. Just like I, you know, me sitting up here thinking that me creating a bunch of signs and screaming at the void is going. That's not going to change anything. Like there's motherfuckers that do that to go to wrestling matches. Yeah, I just want to. I go to WWE. Things. I made a sign and I'm screaming yeah, all exactly. day long because I want who I want to win to win. Guess what? Does that ever happen? No. This bitch is pre-scripted beforehand. What are you actually doing? Yeah, I want us to have shit that has actual like traction behind it. Like I'm on the internet. You know, just, oh, hey, all of you that were just like, oh, hey, man, you know, she was 15, but you don't understand. I'm not, boop. I know now that, oh, shit, is that fucking, um, is that Lawrence that I went to high school with? I remember, bro, from third period. Damn, bro, a whole racist. Get out. Like, yeah, I'm just going to move you to the side, and then I'm going to move forward with something that just has value to it. Like, I don't know, man, I'm going to pull my money here. Everybody's not going to get out and, like, kick doors down, like, I'm going to just throw my money here. Like, oh, I see that these companies aren't whatever. Like, it's so much simple shit that we could do that could just, and niggas just don't want to do that. Take your time. Don't pull a hammy. Stretch out. (laughs) Since we're talking about not spending our money in certain places to support our community. Do y'all know where all these wigs and weaves is coming from that y'all buy? The, the, I mean, y'all know about the, the Louis Vuitton and the Dior and all that other bullshit that y'all buy. Y'all know that don't come from our community too, right? Oh, okay. I just, I just wanted to make sure all the money that we're spending on bullshit, we could be spending on buying our communities or rebuilding them or repurposing them. Everybody can't fucking do hair and nails. Everybody can't sell waist trainers. I have a question. With shit like that, that even reminds me of like when Gucci did the thing and he was like, yeah, you know, like, um, Guwap, you know, and he tried to flip the switch on like when Gucci was doing racist shit. And it's always like, not even taking a, a shot at Gucci, but there's always like this narrative that like black people now have like turned the corner and are like changing shit. And I'm like, but that's an individual win. Like that really doesn't help us. Like the movement from us to go and like to being able to recognize like, yo, it's not hating on this person, but we're in a space now where like, we're, we need to have, like, a unified win for us. And this nigga, what this nigga was doing is really a, you know, a win for them. That's Everybody not else, an individual win. I mean, yeah. Well, that's, it, that's the part that boggles my mind. We think things are winning. We got a lot when more. It's I, not have even more a win. I have more money to put on my more money. When And to me, I don't understand that because I'm like, I'm looking at banners and I'm looking at killer mics. I'm like, you niggas is are, like, are going to stay rich. Like you, you don't have any any sense of delayed gratification. Where like, damn, I could I could get eight hundred thousand, or a mi- I can get a fucking two million right now with this bullshit company, and it'll, they'll give it they'll give me two million dollars right here today. Where if I kind of, you know, look look a little forward and put my money here, here, and here, I'll get that same two two million and probably double, triple. It might just take me six months. Like you, nigga, you already rich niggas don't have that. You don't even have to not put your money somewhere. To be honest with you, because we all—I mean, as far as how this uh, this episode started—all black folks pay attention to outlets like the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. with the exception of Envy. Who up there is blowing money like that? True. You have these prominent figures in front of you that are not doing the things that are holding us back, and you will gravitate your attention. To other people who are and try to emulate what they're doing. But that's because I feel like, you know, we attach heavily to those who justify our bullshit. 
Like I'm I'm in a bullshit space and I'm somebody who wants to get the bag or whatever. Whoop to whoop. Here's an individual who's doing just that. I'm gonna I'm gonna attach to them because it doesn't challenge me. Like oh that motherfucker doing what? That nigga uh that nigga Akon moved to what country and trying to be- oh that seems hard. What this motherfucker do? Oh they just bought a bunch of shiny shit and went and started on it in front of their friends and shit. In that old hood, but didn't go put any money back in that old hood to make it better. They just went around there to shoot their little music video and move like you know, fifty miles away and shit. That seems a lot like some old shit that I would do. Like, yeah, that, that seems a whole lot easier. But that's also why I say I'm not looking to any of these systems to change for us to better us because they're not going to. We have the power to change ourselves, and we don't. I have to look at us first. Now I will say this. I mean, I understand. You know, this is a cool platform you know it's going out to a lot of ears but i swear i'm kind of i'm only picking up the motherfuckers who want to get on the boat all right i'm not i'm not changing course you motherfuckers can swim up i'm gonna put the ropes i got but like this ship going this away and it's like all right man i want to take a detour you get on you get off you take your little individual boat and you go that way i'm going this way i will pile everybody and their mama on the boat but i'm not going back to pick motherfuckers up i'm not some I just you know I feel like that's part of our issue in the revolution and in the betterment of our people. We spend a lot of time trying to convince and put them motherfuckers will show up when they want to. Who are you trying to convince? Because for all of you part time Christians out there, y'all know the story of Noah's Ark. That nigga took two of everything. A lot of shit got left behind you know what, for true. the betterment of everything. You know, the same analogy applies into real life today. Everybody can't get on the boat. You ain't saying, you ain't producing, you not helping, you not for the betterment of going forward. You can stay your ass here. That means you don't get no attention, you don't get no notoriety, no none of that. Stop giving it your time, your energy. It's not benefiting everybody, so you can't go. I'm not a theologian. What was that like? He only gave him like two times. Hey, we finna get the fuck on. I see me now, building this big ass boat like, by the time like it's finished. Everybody, everybody's you. parent has got tired of their shit and got the fuck on. This is my last time calling you motherfuckers. You gonna get in this car or not? And then that was it. That shit. The rain came. The nigga said, and that nigga knows. Like, damn, bro, pet this lion, dog. Because I told you, niggas. I like, told y'all. shit, man. Dinner's on the table. We eating now. If you hungry, you better come on and eat, or you are gonna be sorry later. Every black person has heard something along those lines come from their mama. Yeah, you better bring your ass in here and get with the program, or you gonna be suffering later on. Yeah, I just I feel like it's just you know, fucking uh, you know, fucking Star Trek, whatever. Like uh, avert all energy to thrusters. Like we putting <laughs> like we putting so much energy into shields into this nigga. Put them bitches in the thrusters. Let's get the fuck on. Like cause we spending a lot of time trying to grab this one, trying to convince this one. Look, if you, I'm going over here. Now you can meet me over there because that's where I, that's where the fuck I'm gonna be. We spending all our time and energy trying to we're trying to improve the the magnetivity that we have so we can be attached to some other shit. We ain't firing no beams. We ain't putting up no shields, no nothing. We just put all the energy towards inclusion. Fuck that. Let's gravitate over there and let's 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 mesh with it. Let's match up. No, you have the power throughout history. Like I've said, all the all the approaches that have been done, some have worked. Do you think when it comes to Black Wall Street and Rosewood and all these other different areas that they bombed back in the day, do you think they will bomb them again today? No. So why why are we not trying this again with the exception of Atlanta, but, you know, without all the fake shit and 
reality TV bullshit that goes on down there. Like we have areas that have the potential to do well, <laughs> but we don't have to just have Atlanta and Houston. I've said this before. There's 50 other places you can go, including territories that aren't states. Because you can take Yaz to Puerto Rico, technically. Yeah, but see, niggas, like, I mean, and I understand, you know, you love your home and you love whatever, but, you know, niggas. No, you don't. Niggas get really no, scared you of change don't. or whatever. Like, I don't want to go You don't to, love home because the second you get some money and some fame, you're going to move your ass to Atlanta with everybody else, too. Knock it off. You don't love that. home that much. You just want the money to go visit to make sure your mama is straight and give her some money to make is sure she's cool. Is really popping like that? I haven't been, so I don't know. But like, niggas, everybody say that like they going yeah, to it's okay. Because <laughs> I just like everybody be saying they going to Atlanta. I'm like, damn, nigga, like what's the, some some new shit down there? All the black people live Atlanta. It's oversaturated, so that's be- why it's too much clout, it's too much extra shit. It's because like, oh, we're all go. moving to the same <laughs> areas. Go. We're all moving to Dallas, Houston, and and Atlanta. I like Houston. Ain't no black people trying to move to to Wenatchee, Washington. Where the niggas trying to go to Des Moines, man? <laughs> it's stuff. I mean, you think about it. Like, say for my my cousin, my cousin. Shout out to my cousin. She she graduated from Savannah State. She has her master's degree in in doing agriculture, so she can she can manage farms. That's she fire. knows how to manage farms. She's doing the house housewife thing right now because you know her husband in the military, so they in Germany. They come to the territory, mm. but. She knows she went to school to manage farm. We have a uh, agricultural colleges, mm-hmm. HBCUs, so you can do that and move your ass to a Des Moines, Iowa, and run some property, or be somebody that's working for, say, I don't know, you know, the FDA perhaps, and like regulate the food that we talk about gets poisoned to destroy our communities so much. But you don't have nobody trying to work for the FDA to change the regulation there. Now you ain't changing my work. If you get enough people in there, you can. But we're not. But my point is, we're not even thinking about trying that. Everybody's having the same ass approach. Everybody wants. To, I want to be an investor. I want to start my own uh, apparel line. I want to do hair and nails of some sort, or or some sort of <laughs> you know, looking good types. There's so many other things that we need as a people that you might have the talent to do and you're ignoring it because you're chasing monetary value. You're chasing materialism as opposed to chasing purpose. I think that would work in mass. Like, cause I think that that flirts with the idea of like, you know, this is some shit like our parents or grandparents might say, you got to get in the system to do, to turn it out from within. And it's like, nigga, that don't work if it's like five of us and it's like, 40 white dudes that are like the executive directors and I'm the supervisor of, if we're doing agriculture thing, I'm the supervisor of corn seeds, but the nigga who really puts the stamps on the food, like in order for us to do that, it would have to be like, all right, we are now a whole conglomerate hive mind of black people. 70 of y'all are going directly into fucking this agricultural thing. 70 of y'all are going here, 100 of y'all are going there. Sometimes I think we're at the point now where we would have to choose like, to flip the table completely over. I don't know how that works just yet logistically, but there has to be a bit of, you know, we sliding in in the table as opposed to just, no, we need to start knocking some shit over because this shit just don't work. This We have to unmake this. A lot of us are bypassing all the tables in the restaurant to go to the most popular table and look for a seat. 
the rest of this bitch is open. What are you doing? Shout out to Robin. She said there's it's a city in Arkansas a black lady bought and developed a whole neighborhood. How many of us are trying to move to Arkansas? Opportunity is there, but we all want to go to Atlanta. That's why. You can go to Arkansas. You have opportunities in Arkansas. Damn. Okay, just the just the my last little. Go thing. ahead, give him give him a little piece of that fucking. Now the thing that that Young Thug and them did, Young Thug and Gunna went, and they just said we're gonna get out twenty thirty uh, uh, people in jail, just pay their shit off. Great gesture, grand gesture. It was. Don't know how much the fuck that cost that cost it, but that shows me that two of you motherfuckers. If it was like seven of y'all, y'all could do what that woman did twelve right. times by tomorrow. This group, this group, get this group. We want all the niggas from Bankhead, all the niggas from Inglewood, all the niggas from motherfucking the Bronx, buy up these many neighborhoods because all 12 of y'all are fucking millionaires and then just start flipping neighborhoods and shit instead of like, y'all niggas can take two chains off and fucking help three blocks. Like Two people that are not top tier artists. They're not the biggest grocers. They went out and did something of importance. But everybody else is just blind eyed. Not even that. But we gonna get them out on bail. They still have to go to trial, sir. What resources do they need for rehabilitation? Because they're not gonna get it when they ass get locked up. Who's gonna be their lawyer? Because they can only afford public defenders. Because your ass had to bail them out. What is like you said? What's step two, mm-hmm. three, four, five, six, stop seven? Caught up in these grand gestures. The grand gestures of yeah. money. Yeah. I spent money to get them out on bail. Is the important part, you dumbass. It's on bail. They bitch ass gotta go back at some point. So they need a lawyer, nigga. What's the next step? That looks good for you, but you ain't really do shit for them, but give them an extra week with their family before they get locked up for three years. What's the next step, bro? The approaches that we have been utilizing do not work. Be proactive, not reactive. I'll see y'all monkey asses on Saturday. Bye. Knew he wasn't real. He been flexing from the start. They call me Wade. Hey. All these roads. Fuck.